the person who gets the most done has the least excuses. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to A Millionaire Woman Show. As you know, we're going to talk about life, leadership, and business principles that's going to help you live rich from the inside out. And today we are talking about results speak for themselves. Now, you might be thinking about areas in your life when you saw this title about, yeah, sure, results speak for themselves. And maybe you're not getting the results that you want right now. Today, I want to talk to you about how we can work on shifting to creating and transformation of getting the results that you want. And first of all, I just want you to sit back, whether you are, you know, sitting in an easy chair, working out at the gym, or even driving a car, just to sit back, take a deep breath for a moment, and really think about what are some of the results that you would love to have. No limits, no editing, just what are some of the results you would like to see in your life? Are you looking for a physical transformation? Are you looking for a relationship? Are you looking to grow your business? Maybe closer relationships with family members can be a variety of things. It could be that you're wanting the car of your dreams, the house of your dreams, and You're looking around you and you've been taking action, but you're not getting the results that you want. So today, that's what this episode's all about. I really want to speak to results speak for themselves. Because often when we hear that, we think that there should be no explanation at all. And it was Arnold Schwarzenegger who actually said, you can have results or you can have excuses. You cannot have both. And every excuse that we make decreases our willpower. It's a form of betrayal. It breaks our commitments to ourselves to a point that all these little micro aggressions toward ourselves, I guess you could say, are saying, you know what? I've never followed through before. So why would I now? Right? You can get to that point. And I don't want you to get there. I want to help you increase your willpower. So in order to do that, you need to bust through those excuses that you've been telling yourself, taking full responsibility so you can get stronger. Now, Robin Sharma also said something really brilliant. The results of your life reflect the standards you set for yourself. So today I want to talk to you about the standards that you're carrying for yourself, the expectations that you set for yourself. But I also want to talk to you about a quote that Colin Powell talked about. There are no secrets to success. It is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. Now, in combination with standards, preparation, hard work, and learning from failure, I also want you to think about the results that you're seeking. And are there standards that maybe you've let slip? Are there 
preparations that you maybe didn't do, or maybe you gave half-hearted effort and you chose not to learn from failure. So these are some of the key things that I want to talk to you about today, because I know that there's five things that I can share with you from my own personal experience and some of the greats, of course, that will help you really shift some of the results if you apply them in the next 30 days. You can start seeing a shift in results within 30 days as long as you are doing consistent actions. It might pull you out of your comfort zone, but I know with consistency and hard work that you will have some traction in creating that momentum. And if you can continue beyond the 30 days, your results will speak even louder. And when we say the results speak even louder, it's meaning that there's no explanations. People can look at your life and see some of the standards that you hold for yourself. So that's number one. Let's dive into number one. And that is about really setting standards for yourself. Do you know what your values are? You know, it's not that often that people sit back or they actually do an inventory of their most important values. They also don't realize that when there's a misalignment in values, that's where the struggle shows up. People stay in jobs longer than they need to. They stay in relationships because they think that, you know, if we try to do this and that, it's going to improve. But if there's going to be a misalignment in values, nothing will change. The struggle will remain there until the values either shift or someone takes action. So really thinking about doing a values exercise, stepping back and asking yourself, what is most important to me? And this is where there's something really powerful that steps in. What are your non-negotiables? What are the things that must get done? And often these non-negotiables, they're your priorities of the moment. The things that you need to get done in a day. So when I was doing 75 hard, there was a checklist of things that had to be done. They were non-negotiable. Because when you got to day 10, if you missed any of them, you needed to go back to day one again. So it's like a non-negotiable. So you're building that in, knowing that you need to accomplish certain things. Right now, I have a 10,000 steps a day. And if I'm not outside walking, I'm on the treadmill. I'm thinking of ways to make sure that I'm reaching that 10,000 steps a day. Also, drinking the minimum of two liters of water right now or more, getting into that non-negotiable. And here's the thing. Those things might change based on your priorities in life because life changes, your circumstances change. But you're going to stick to those non-negotiables for periods of time to ensure that you get things done. Let's say you want to ride your stationary bike 15 minutes a day, and it must be a minimum of 15 minutes. That's your non-negotiable. It must get done every day before you put your head down on the pillow. You know, reading every day for 30 minutes, non-negotiable. It might be that, you know, if you're working in sales, that your non-negotiable is I'm going to prospect this many clients per day. Or I'm going to have date night once a week with my spouse or my kids. You know, and I've shared a story um, many times on the podcast of when my son, well, 
you know, I was sitting at home talking with my kids about the wins for the day and things that we wanted to do. And I was working with a business coach at the time. And I was telling her, you know, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. I'm doing a lot of things, but I don't feel like I'm gaining tractions. My kids were a lot younger then. And they kept saying, mom, I want to spend time with you. And I'm like, what do you mean? We're always together in the car, in the van, you know, driving here and there doors, doors locked. We talk about everything. But what I came to realize is they wanted that one-on-one connection. And she said with me, go home and put a date night on the calendar with your spouse, the kids on the calendar that are non-negotiables. Everything around there has to move around it, or you pick a mutually beneficial time for both. It won't be like, sorry, I got this on this day and I can't move it. It's both of you have to agree and stick to it. Because this is, again, this is about commitments, keeping our promises. And, you know, my daughter, we went shopping. She wanted to go shopping. We did that. That was great. My youngest, he wanted to go play mini golf. We went and played mini golf, had a great time. And then my older son, he was like, mom, I want to go play mini golf too. So we went and played mini golf, got a hole in one on the same hole. And when we came home and we were talking about our wins that night, my kids were all sharing different things, but my oldest son turned and looked at me and he said, mom, my win is that you put me on the calendar. And you can hear me choking up. This is years ago. And I still choke up to this day about how that felt because in that moment I had to turn away from him. So he couldn't see my tears in my eyes because I didn't realize how important at that time that one-on-one connection was. I was thinking my quality of time was just being with them and all three of them always together versus having also that individual relationship. And you'll probably notice with your own families or your own parents that, you know, you all siblings can come from a same household, but you all have different relationships with your parents And it's really interesting to me to really realize that, you know, the different relationship I have with my dad than I have with my mother, right? I can talk about maybe sometimes different subjects easier, comfort levels, right? Or when I'm with one child, you know, I know that it takes a certain amount of time before they all share something openly. Because, you know, I think in relationships, we get caught up in thinking that there's going to be judgment, there's going to be all these things that at the end of the day, we say that the people in our lives are the most important. But how are we building that quality versus quantity of time? So I wanted to talk about some of those non-negotiables because they've been very powerful for me, you know, whether it be making the sales calls whether it be connecting with people you haven't talked to in a while, making, you know, one phone call a week of someone you haven't talked to, a relative, a friend, you know, we don't need to wait till we go to someone's funeral to catch up with people or a wedding, right? You can catch up with people on a regular basis by time blocking time to do that. So I'm going to be talking today about, you know, some of the tools But setting those standards, putting those non-negotiables in place, it has been very powerful for me to really focus on doing that. So everything I share with you is often the same advice I'm giving myself. It's that reinforcement. You know, things that are not, that 
And these non-negotiables, these are the things that you're not willing to compromise on. They're going to guide you to live your values so that you have alignment. It's going to demonstrate to the world what's important to you. And they guide us to live our fullest. And it's about keeping commitments. When we keep those commitments and promises to ourselves, especially during the uncertain times, we set expectations and we're able to follow through and become the person that we want to be. Those non-negotiables give us that accountability, that check-in. Did we say that we were going to do and follow through on what we were going to do? You cultivate a sense of self-discipline. And with non-negotiables, and this is one of the biggest ones, is when life becomes inconvenient. When, you know, time is not on your side, how do you respond? Maybe there will be that shift in priority on that day. Usually it's for a period of time. You know, for a month, I had just the craziest month of, you know, last month. And it was a matter of going from one hospital to the next to, you know, take care of family members and make sure everything was okay. And one of the things I mentioned to my nutrition coach is I felt like I was falling off the goals I've set for myself. It just felt like a rug was pulled out. And, you know, we talked and we created a plan, you know, I prepared meals to take with me that food prep became even more important. And before I knew it, I was back on track. And now everybody's out of the hospital and everything's kind of settling out. And you know, there's still a healing process. But the greatest thing with this is having those non negotiables in place. And really moving into a preparation and planning and put in the in the work that's when we can really see our results falling into place. And sometimes you don't feel like those results are happening, but they are on micro levels. The most effective rules that anyone can give you have to be the ones you set for yourself. They can't be from outside of you. They have to be from inside of you. The rules that you set for yourself, you're more likely to abide on because you know what? No one likes to be told what to do. You know this. No one wants to be, say, you do this, you do that. Because then it'll be like, well, she told me to. No, I want you to think about your own non-negotiables. I want you to think about the results that you desire. What are some of the habits that you're going to put in place to support those standards? Simple as making the bed in the morning time blocking to ensure that you're getting that self-care in carving out the time for people in your life that you say are important being accountable for your professional results and growing your life is going to reflect the priorities that you choose it, it's the priorities you choose at home what's your priority your priorities at work your business, in your organization, what's your priority while you're there? And how about that playtime? I know we forget about playtime, but that's where our creative juices get sparked with ideas that overflow into home and work. 
What are your priorities in playtime? Are you on your phone distracted, not being in the moment? Or are you there to be present and feel the joy and just have fun and allow those creative ideas to flow through you? Because it's when your brain actually gets a break that all these breakthrough ideas come through. The other thing I wanted to talk about is focusing on the process and not results. And I know you might think, Deb, you're just contraindicating yourself. No, I have a method to my madness. So results will speak for themselves. But when you're doing the work, you actually need to focus on the process and not the results. Because it's just like we get caught up on the destination and not the journey. So the journey is the process not the destination. So I want you to think about who do you need to become? And what are the thoughts you need to have about your own abilities? Because when you start working on focusing on the process and breaking down things into smaller incremental goals, chunking it down, we call it, you can hit milestones of achievement. You actually are going to achieve more And here's the thing. I want you to make sure you're not comparing yourself to other people. The only person you're comparing yourself to is yourself and how you did yesterday. And every day is different. How you felt yesterday is even different than how you're feeling today. And I want you to ask yourself, what is it that I need to start doing? Is there anything I need to stop doing? And are there things that I need to continue doing that I know are working and leading me in the right direction? I want you to take notice. This is going to be number three, to really take notice of your thoughts and feelings. And I know people say, oh, Deb, that's the soft stuff. Yeah, it is the soft stuff. And I'm going to go there. The reason I'm going there is because the soft stuff, the thoughts and feelings Those are what are driving the actions that you're taking. They're driving whether you feel confident in your abilities to take the action necessary to get the results that you want. And when we're not seeing the results that we want, we need to start going on what is influencing, what is the story or narrative that I am telling myself about what I'm capable of. Am I telling myself I'm not capable? I'm not enough. I'm not smart enough. I can't do this enough. You have everything you need within you. You just need to pay attention to the stories that you're telling yourself and whether you still believe that thought. Bust through some of the beliefs that you might be carrying. These are the self-limiting beliefs that are holding yourself back. You want to get unstuck? Focus on what is the things that are holding me back from achieving the goals that I desire. When you start doing the work to understanding what's influencing the thoughts, maybe you were watching the news and it was all negative. And then you turn around and you snap at your partner because of something on the news you were frustrated with, or someone cut you off in traffic and suddenly you're, you're angry in the car talking to your partner and you're like, the partner's looking at you thinking, what, what just happened? Like, where did this reactivity come from? Because we allow negative news to influence us. We allow video games with violence and other things going on 
we don't pay attention to maybe some of the books or magazines we're looking at. Maybe we're surrounded by gossip. Setting a standard for yourself would be like, you know what? I have no tolerance for that. I walk away when someone starts gossiping or I change the subject because you are influencing your own environment. But though that influence is affecting the way you're thinking and feeling. And if you're not feeling good about yourself and the world around you, you're not going to take the actions necessary to get the results that you say you desire. So find out what's influencing how you feel. Change that and you will change your trajectory. You want to be able to be in a positive, optimistic, hopeful, visionary. You know, these are powerful words that you can pull out for yourself. Think about the thoughts and feelings that you have. You want to know some of the greatest sales techniques I've ever heard? Well, think of a time where you were the most successful. Feel that throughout your body before you pick up the phone and make a call to someone. Be in that place of that energetic vibrancy where you felt most alive and then tackle the hard stuff. The hard stuff becomes easier when you are connected to where you feel alive and have your life force and you can see possibility and opportunity before you. The other one, here's number four, is embracing the fear. I want you to befriend your fears. This is where you're stepping out of your comfort zone, but also being curious to understand why you're fearful to begin with. I'm going to share with you just a most recent analogy of how I needed to embrace fear myself. I have done triathlons up to an Olympic level. I haven't done some for a number of years. And, you know, the past year, as I've shared with you on the podcast before, you know, I have some type of condition that's been affecting my eyelids and my eyes can close randomly at any point in time for a period of time, you know, seconds worth. But anyhow, I bought a beautiful road bike during COVID and I was afraid to ride it on the road. I was afraid to go out on it. I was worried about having my pedals stuck because I have clipless shoes, you know, clip shoes and uh, think visualizing myself tipping over. And then I had heard stories of people on the roads, you know, doing stuff to the cyclists, you know, driving their car. And I was just like, this is crazy. But I let the chatter fill my mind. And all I could kept saying, I'm scared, I'm terrified, I'm nervous. So I, this self-talk, was really impacting me. And I had to just like, where is this coming from? I had to get really curious about what I was believing. So I hopped on my bike and I said, you know, I'm going to go for 10 minutes. Let's test 10 minutes and see how I do. And I did this supervised and coached, of course, you know, I didn't do it unsafely. And I pedaled and I was doing great cars past me, gravel trucks past me. And I continued to focus on the road in front of me. I focused on the ability, but I felt so disconnected from my head and body because I was so much in my head and caught up in the fear. And before I knew it, I was past the 10 minutes because I kept talking to myself about being curious and looking at the canola fields 
and really moving forward and wanting to really embrace being on this beautiful bike. And, you know, there was moments that I was swerved. There are a couple times where my eyes closed and I swerved a bit. And they're like, slow down. And I'm like, I can't feel the speed. Because I was developing that cadence. And, you know, it probably would have taken me a lot longer to get out of my head. But for a first time, I was like, this was amazing. I did it. I didn't fall off my bike. My, I unclipped my shoes with ease. So then the language started to change about what was possible. And I know I was rewiring my brain. So there was excitement of creating new neural pathways of success and possibility. So when you see your fears creep up or doubt starts creeping in, I want you to really get curious about it. What is it that you're truly afraid of? Where is this fear coming from? I was blown away because I'm like, why am I having this fear anyway? You know, you've done this many times before. You know how to unclip your shoes. You know how to ride the bike. You know the rules of the road. You've done triathlon. So here was all this, what the heck's going on, Deb, right? But when we have circumstances that change in our lives, we sometimes get thrown off. And we can lose confidence or even have some anxiousness about things that we know we have done in the past, even though, you know, it could have been a year and a half, two years ago. So it's very fascinating to me when we embrace our fears, how we can lessen the fear, the fear dissipates. And as we continue, as I, in my case, pedaling, my confidence grew, the self-talk shifted. So it's a matter of moving into action, moving into that space of action. The fifth thing that I want to also impress upon you is keep doing the right things. You know, we, we think that, oh, we're not having the results that we want. And sometimes I think we get caught up in instant gratification, but you're really here for the long game. And those results will be ready when they're ready. And I remember my book publisher saying, you know, Deb, you can't rush a book. A book is ready when it's ready. Just like when the farmer puts the seed in the field, he's not going to go out the door the next day and harvest it. It's not ready. So give yourself time to focus on that process, trusting in the process that as you do the right things, you will be rewarded with the results you desire. Stay consistent stay within your values, and you will see the results shift for you. Keep those promises to yourself. Keep maintaining those non-negotiables, and you will see the results you desire. I want to thank you for listening to the Millionaire Woman Show. It is always wonderful to hear and see, you know, how many people download you know, the show. And I would love if you've enjoyed this episode, please share, like, write a review. But, you know, take a picture of the episode you're listening to, share it on social media, tag me, and I'll be happy to share it along on my social media as well. I would love for you to go over to my website at www 
debrakasowski.com. That's D-E-B-R-A-K-A-S-O-W-S-K-I.com, where you can get your free gift on the site about resetting your mindset. So you can really focus in on getting those results that you want. That's what it's all about. It's a mindset game, but we're in here for the long game. Now, if you're interested in coaching, because that builds in some of that accountability, please send me a message and we can set up a discovery call where we can talk about that as well. As Muhammad Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And as always, go out and make today great.